Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Who's going to crash the top 24 party? We'll talk about it next on Fantasy Football Today in 5. Welcome to FFT in 5. I'm Chris Towers. I'm here with Adam Azer. And on the full episode of Fantasy Football Today on Thursday, we talked about the 13 through 24 players in the consensus rankings. Go check that out for good discussions. And uh, what we're going to do today is talk about some of the players not ranked inside of the top 24 who have a good chance to either crash that party or who arguably should be ranked inside of that top 24 now. You can go to cbssports.com slash fantasy slash football and check out the consensus rankings to see what we're talking about. But my first pick, it's kind of cheating because it's the guy whose consensus ranked number 25, but that's Ramondre Stevenson. Yeah, the guy ranked 25 has a pretty good chance of being a top 24 player. I don't think I'm telling any tales out of school there, but the thing with Ramondre Stevenson is he got 69 passes last season, and that was with his passing game role dwindling as he dealt with an ankle injury late in the season. If he's going to have that kind of passing game role again in what we expect to be a much more functional New England Patriots offense, they actually have a real offensive coordinator this season rather than two offensive line slash special teams coaches like they were trying to do last season as their offensive coordinator. So I think the Bill O'Brien led offense is going to be more effective. Ramondre Stevenson, has that pass-catching role, at least he did last season. If we're talking about 240 carries and 60-plus catches from Ramondre Stevenson and what should be not a good offense, but at least an average-ish one, I think he's got a really good chance to be a first-round caliber player. So Ramondre Stevenson, you know, we'll need to catch, keep an eye on training camp reports with Pierre Strong, who was getting some love in in OTAs. But if Stevenson looks like he's going to be a three-down back in camp, He's probably going to need to move up from 25. Adam, who's a who's a player who's going to break that top 24? It's the same argument. It's Joe Mixon. Mm-hmm. Stevenson was a better rusher than Mixon last year. Mixon was the number six running back per game last season. So much of that was that huge performance against Carolina. He was a very frustrating running back for yes. sure. It'll probably be a more evened out season where most of the fantasy points will be concentrated in one week. Uh, but, you know, if he's going to be the starting running back and I don't know, he wasn't even a three down back last year. We still caught a lot of passes uh, for the Cincinnati Bengals. I think that's going to be a good thing for Mixon. I, I don't necessarily think he'll be a first round pick because I think there are too many metrics that suggest that he's really j- just not that good of a running back and has always been overrated. Mm-hmm. But they've also had bad offensive lines pretty much year after year. So they've they've prioritized that if the offensive line you know, makes a huge jump this year, then his efficiency could spike just like what we saw with, 
Josh Jacobs. So, you know, he, to me, he'd be a second round pick. And I think he will end up being a second round pick Joe Mixon. If everything is hunky dory with him and the Bengals. I think it's either he's a second round pick or he goes undrafted. I think it's kind of the range. Cause it's basically if he's on that roster and the best, the, the next best running back is Chase Evans. I think Joe Mixon's probably in line for 250 carries and 75 targets, and that's going to make him a, a borderline first-round pick. So I agree with that one. Who's another one? Calvin Ridley, I think, is a guy who we've already seen be as good as Joe Mixon was at the running back position last year. Calvin Ridley was that good a few years ago. It depends. I know you don't love the Jaguars offense this year. I'm pretty bullish on the Jaguars offense. I anticipate kind of a slow start for Calvin Ridley, but I think as time goes on, he's going to win people some fantasy leagues. And the other guy that I'll be focusing on a lot in round three is Jameer Gibbs. I think, uh, you know, I don't know that Gibbs, his ADP can get much higher because of David Montgomery's presence, but I'm super excited about him. He's a third round ADP right now. Montgomery is a sixth round ADP or something like that. I love both of them um, at their values. Uh, So yeah, Gibbs, Gibbs and Ridley would be guys in round. If I can get them in rounds three and four, I'd do a, I'd try to do a backflip. It would not go well. Yeah, I've got uh, Gibbs and Montgomery basically ranked back to back as low end RB twos, but there's room for both of them to thrive in that offense. I think the key is going to be less what Gibbs does and more what Montgomery's role is. If he's just like a one to one Jamal Williams replacement, I think Jameer Gibbs could absolutely be a, a top 12 running back as a rookie because that would mean probably 80 targets. If Montgomery, you know, gets, I think Jamal Williams had 17 targets or something last season. If, if David Montgomery doubles that, if he triples that, then it starts to get a little tougher for Jameer Gibbs. But I do like both. And then Ridley, there's just the skill set, the combination of one route running prowess. He's one of the best route runners in the NFL, at least the last time we saw him. And to the ability to make plays down the field, he was number one in the NFL in air yards in 2020. That is a great proxy for upside. Uh, if they use him as that down the field guy, which I think they will, and he gets 145 targets, like I think he can. Yeah, there's 1400 plus yard, 10 touchdown upside for Calvin Ridley in that Jaguars offense. So, yeah, I think there's a, a lot to like about all those guys, and Ridley's someone that we're going to see some some grainy video clips in training camp and his ADP is going to skyrocket because yeah. he's always going to look great whenever he's on the field. So I'm excited to see what he looks like this season and that's going to do it for FFT and five. We'll see you tomorrow. This is Tony Kornheiser show. I'm Tony. We expected someone else. So what exactly is the show about? Hmm, I don't know. It's a sports show nominally. Football's over, but we're finally at a point where things matter in college basketball. And baseball season is on deck. Greatest three words in the English language, pitchers and catchers. We have some of the best voices come on and explain what matters or what makes an upset, like Ryan does. (laughs) Nine over eight. No, that's not an upset. No, yeah, it is, Bob. And if you're lucky, I might just tell you about my search for discounted sleep pants or my worries about what my dog just ate. Listen on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts.